<laughs> okay, Coach, here we are live again. If you listened to last week's, you know why we're opening up with an LOL and starting over. Got to listen to it short and sweet on Genius. Um, all right, Coach, so this time I'll introduce myself uh, real fast and let you introduce yourself. My name is Sherry Wilson, the owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. I do a lot of stuff. So just go to the show notes, check everything out. But my favorite thing is transformation. Absolutely love producing services that transform people. I, You know, Coach, real fast, I had a lady tell me at the last 45. Now, this is a fast 45 where I conduct, you know, monthly trainings to the chamber. You help me do that several times. And I, yeah. and I was talking about stress. And this lady said, I've only been to two of these and every time I come, I realize more and more I am not crazy. Isn't that neat? Because that tells me that there are impositions operating in her that makes her think she's someone she's not. And just by going to some, you know, 45 minute training at the chamber, her life is being transformed. So when I say that's my favorite thing to do, that is my favorite thing to do. Well, it's hard for me to say anything different um, because that's true. I mean, I think we we go at it different ways, but it's true. Um, helping someone fulfill a life a dream, a call, or whatever that looks like, um, that's what helps me to light up, you know? And, and in some cases, it doesn't have to be what we would call a materially great thing. It may be something as simple as learning how to decide in such a way that what you're doing is really an action that you're taking and you're not in re reaction to something. You know how yeah. sometimes people act and they do something else? It's like, no, no, this is what you want to do. And if that's good for you, then this is what I'm here for, right? I like to help people to do those things. I feel like that. That's what I'm called to do. And I do that in many different ways. Coaching, I do it clinically. Um, writing through fitness. And now I'm getting ready to do it on a much larger level um, through scholarship and academia. But it's still the same thing. It is. You yeah. You know, Coach, um, at that Fast 45, I was also told that I'd be a really good cult leader. I <laughs> <laughs> so it's this new girl at the chamber and she said this isn't gonna sound like a compliment but it is and i'm like okay she said you know i've not heard you speak before i know you from the music festival and all that she said but we're studying cult leaders and the characteristics in my um, i think it's her sociology class and she said like you have every one of the attributes and she said you're very charismatic and um so i'm i'm hoping coach that you know i get signups if anyone wants to join my cult of self-change um but i know what she was trying to say it was just a little bit interesting so but you know what um cult actually came from the roman empire in the you know first 100 300 years to describe people that had a unique culture so if creating culture is part of that, then I will take that title. <laughs> I asked anybody if they wanted to sign up. <laughs> you know, what's really interesting is 
Um, there are people who think that good people are nice, quiet, and meek. And those people who are tremendously energetic, loud sometimes, um, straightforward, and, uh, and maybe they might have a tendency to get in your ass a little bit if you make a mistake. We think that person is rude. Right. Meaning. But I'm here to say to the listener that you have to be a strong person to be a good person. Yes. Because a good person is a someone that knows how to control the types of behaviors that they have that they know are not always great. Yes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, when you when you know you have strength, you can be a good person because you are always aware of how you could act. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The weak person doesn't rise to that point. They just sit there and take it stressed out, anxiety ridden. You name it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it's like, no, you're meek. You're not going to inherit the earth. I understand what you think, but you confuse what that word means. It means strength under, uh, no, power. Let's see. Strength under control is actually what the Greek is. Your strength and you're able to control your strength and d- direct it in a way that's beneficial is what that means, coach. What did I just got through saying? Yep. If you have no strength, you know, you don't talk to me about being a good person. You're you're a scary person (laughs) because you're likely to do something that you shouldn't be doing. hundred percent. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, so absolutely. So what is the difference between an occult leader and someone that's just an inspirational leader? Not a slip on a banana peel. Not a cult. A cult. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not. I'm not of the Church of Satan. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> so. Yeah. There we go. That's right. Oh, Excuse that's me. funny. That's right. Yeah. A C U L T. You're you're so correct. Slipping on a banana pill, Coach. Yep. Well, let's just end this podcast and start next. No, just kidding. Okay. So I want to dive into this and it may be short and sweet again, coach, and that's fine. I want it to be powerful versus lengthy, but Mm -hmm. please say your phrase again and then let's dive into, because that for me was one of those bombs you dropped. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's original to you you, or if you had read it, but people need to write it down. So if you could uh, give the phrase and then let's dive in. Yes. We do not rise to the occasion. We rise to the level of our preparation. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, you hear that cliche, you know, you rise to the occasion. And when you said that, I immediately started thinking that is a hundred percent true. Like when I look back at most of the troubles actually in my past, it wasn't the trouble it was the lack of preparation or it was the lack of knowledge executed, if that makes sense. So like if I look at, mm-hmm. you know, our past financial, you know, everybody, if you've listened for a while, you know, the story of, you know, a lot of credit card debt paid it off. What got us into 
that situation was actually not executing knowledge. You know, like my Mm -hmm. soul was telling me you're making decisions that you need to stop making for years. And I put my head in the sand thinking that eventually things would get better. But the truth and people need to hear this. It's not the things that need to get better. That's external. It's the internal work that needs to be done. So that no matter the economy, no matter what you're going through in relationships, no matter what you're going through in your body or whatever challenge you face, the key is the internal work. Always, always, a hundred percent. And so when you, when you say that statement, can you like just kind of, you know, dive into maybe what that looks like? Uh, maybe even some examples, Coach, because I've got a couple, but I wanted you to elaborate on what that really means. Okay, so if you do not prepare for your exam, you're not expected to do well on the exam. Yeah. So when you get a score back that says something less than what you hoped for, you got exactly what you prepared for. Yeah. Right? And then we could take that to we could take it to your health we could take it to your interpersonal situations where uh, you may be required to stand up for yourself in some regard but you have not really sufficient sufficiently worked on your own self so you can know what is right for you so when somebody is challenging you in situations and you back down and you back down because you have not prepared yourself to withstand whatever may be coming to you in your life that you call to you. Yeah. Right? Um, a lot of times when we think about preparation, we think about a sporting event. But our whole life really is an act of preparation. Yeah. And wherever we wind up is a, is a result of our thinking, right, mm-hmm. first and the actions that came from that thinking. Yeah. So um, you have situations where people are suddenly running out of your life, whether they be relationships, family members, employees, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, I don't know why everybody's leaving, but you're the only common denominator between all of those situations. What have you done? Preparation, rising to the occasion as it relates to preparation is also, who am I? It's a self-inventory. Yeah. What have I done? What am I doing? What needs to be done in order for me to take the next step? Those are how we go from one rung on the ladder to a higher rung on the ladder. Yeah. If we don't do any of those things, regardless of what the genre is that we're into, the industry is still the same. Yeah. Right? If you don't prepare, then what you get is what you ask for. You know, Coach, that's so key. And I um, I have, you know, a couple of examples, but one in particular that stands out, like, let's say, you know, the economy might be on a lot of people's minds, you know, if you now people need to understand, the media is paid to push fear. And so, you know, any, anything in the media or the news, 
that that's what they get paid to do. So you have to take a lot of what they say with a grain of salt, because if not, you're going to be baffled by what's happening. But there there is the issue of, you know, inflation, uh, interest rates, etc. So polling shows you a lot of people are nervous about it. And even though inflation's down, it's not to what it was pre 2020. And food is just expensive and gas is expensive. Okay. So your statement reminds me of one that I tell myself all the time. And it came from the hard knocks of not doing what I knew I needed to do. And that's this. Wisdom is doing what you need to do before you need to do it. And it requires a certain level of prognostication. In other words, the ability to see ahead and be like, okay, you know, things might shift. And and here's the thing that people need to understand, not that this I want this to turn into a money lesson, but money doesn't go away. It just shifts hands. People need to understand right. that, right? There you go. And so people that understand that can take advantage of downtimes. They can take advantage of uptimes. Well, I work with an individual, a real estate agent, <clears throat> super successful because, I mean, that's her genius. I mean, that's just... She is so good at it. I call her like the matchmaker, you know? I mean, she just, she knows people and then she knows exactly what house is. And she knows so many people in the town that she'll literally go to their house at eight o'clock, say, would you be willing to sell your house to my client? And don't worry, I have one for you. Remember you told me years ago you wanted this? I got one waiting. I mean, that's just how she works. <laughs> and uh, and so this is not a political statement. This is a history statement. So when... um. Biden was elected, um, for me, that's up for debate, but whatever. When Biden was elected, I told her, I said, hey, you know, if you look at history, I mean, I can pretty much guarantee the housing market's going to shift. And I was like, you know, so I just wanted to tell you that way you can put into place what you need to put into place so that you thrive um, like being aggressive on our marketing and all of that. And it was interesting because at the time she said, well, I'm as busy as ever. And I said, right. But I'm talking about the future, not to put fear, but you need to prepare. And I did, me and Mike did as well. We sold our extra property. We put it into our building. We, we did specific things in order to move money around to where there was less mm-hmm. pressure. And uh, so sure enough, she did. I don't know if she did it because of that, probably not. She just is ambitious in what she does in a good way. And she is thriving in this environment of higher interest rates, which have indeed slowed down sales. And so it proves that it's not the external. She mm-hmm. made a decision either on instinct or she took, you know, saw the signs and it's now positioned her to dominate in a market that is starting to feel the pain. And so that to me is the epitome of what you're saying, coach. We don't rise to the occasion. We rise to the level of our preparation. Yeah, we do. And, and, and and I'm just going to say this too, because, you know, something that we have touched on earlier Rising to the preparation doesn't mean that you're copying somebody else's footprint. Right. You know, and I believe, this is just me, that the self-awareness is the the internal work we talk about. 
it's a first step. Yes. So when you pursue that dream, that goal, that house, that work, that job, that career, why? Mm-hmm. Right? Why that one? You know, and not that you have to defend it, but you really need to know why you're doing it. Because without a real good connection to why you're pursuing whatever that is, then you're going to always miss on it. This Something is always missing. Yeah. Right? So I would say the challenges, the up and down, the circumstances that we all in, uh, encounter in what we call this life we live, the difference between adjusting, adapting, and rolling with a situation is really being connected to what you're doing and understanding it, right? So yes. I'm in a, a three-year full-time doctoral program. It's intense. Yeah. Right? We've lost more than half the students, right? Two-thirds. That's right, two-thirds. And, um, and so when I sit down and I look at it, it's like, okay, I know why I'm still here. It's not because the the work is hard. The work kicks everybody's butt. Yeah. I'm still here because this is the dream. This is the path. This is what it looks like, right? There's no way I'm going to stay in this situation doing what I'm doing if it's not for me. Yeah. And this is what we're saying. When you're rising to the occasion and you say, I want to open a business or I want to do this, why do you want to do that? Yeah. Where's the motivation coming from? Yeah. Right? You know, Coach, I, I like that thought um, in that I'll just kind of attach myself to it that you better make sure what you're building is actually what you want because the same is true. Let's say, you know, either someone imposed a certain profession on you and, and you find yourself in it and you've built your life around a certain industry or a certain idea or thought. And then when bad times hit, cause they always life is up and down. It's never straight up. Actually it's cyclical and you know, you can continue to make progress up, but you're going to, there's going to be times you revisit, you know, challenge and distress and struggle. It's very important. Those things are very important because it's the place where you sink in deeper in the root system of which no one sees so that you can just grow taller. It, it, it's almost like a preparation for exponential growth. And that's why you see some trees out in the middle of nowhere. They're the only tree left standing because they're the ones that did the deep work. And the thing is, is that if you find that you've built a life that you hate, when the winds come, you actually don't go deeper your root system starts getting pulled up and it always leads to that fall. It always leads to that crash. And so to me, you got to make sure that you're building the life that you want. And the second thing is that we kind of touched on our pre-show combo along your lines, coach, is that if you're, if you're doing the work, you know, you're born to do and you're genius at it, you have to, like we were saying, you have to ship the genius, meaning you have to put your product or your service out there uh, and people will buy it. But there's a fine line between you doing that and then what you love, your genius actually becoming a job where you hate it. So I would just say for people out there that they find themselves in that side of the equation, you have a choice of who you work with and who you don't. 
I decided that as a core value in my business right from the start. I will not work with certain people. Um, I look for certain characteristics in my clients, and it served me well. And you got to make sure that those are some decisions you're making or you've made. That way, you can rise to the level of your preparation. You can thrive in times of distress. Mm, I love it. Hey, Coach, I think that's good, don't you? I do. It is. It's, um, you got to know. You do. You got You got to know. That's the starting point. I mean, it's like it's been, they said it for, for a millennia. Know yourself. Know yourself. Know yeah. yourself. Know yourself. You don't have faith if you don't know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just doing something. That's so, you know, you know that, that brought up another thought I had. You know, I've got my social media management business, which I absolutely love. I love creating content. I love all that. But I also know I'm not going to want to do it forever. And so I've been just quietly working behind the scenes on other avenues of income that will be passive that mm-hmm. I don't have to keep actively doing And that is knowing myself. I know that at a certain point, I'm not going to want to keep doing this. I mean, I'm, you know, 50 now, coach. I want to, yeah, I got to get some young millennial on the cover for my next project. That way people will maybe want to buy it. Um, (laughs) But it is, it's like, you know, I'm seeing what is coming. Therefore, I am shifting now. You don't want to have to shift in the middle of a crisis that makes it so much more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, um, that's why I said I, it was time for me to go ahead and take that next step, right? It's time for me to lead. And it's, there are things that I know that I'm meant to do. And, uh, and so, you know, I've given it to others and, some sense right it's like being right there now i had to leave and go and fulfill something that is uniquely mine mm-hmm. first and then i give it back to others now i'm obviously in in the process of doing that this is why we're still doing our podcast yeah but um a part of the things that i used to do i'm no longer doing anything yeah right it's like i'm not doing that and it's and then and that's because one I'm older and two it's like that's not what I want to be doing now it's time for me to do that next step right yeah. it's like okay it's time for you to do that and as uh, my cohort says Greg is a um a soft deliverer of hard things <laughs> you know she says his information you listen to him speak and. It's nice and calm and pleasant. And then when he's done, you're like, ouch, what did he just say? <laughs> and that's who I am. Well, at I, least you I'm, weren't I'm, called a cult leader, coach. Yeah, no, 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 no. But that's okay. You know, nope. but she might, or whoever that is, if they met me, they might. It's like, oh, but. But it is true. Um, when you have that kind of skill, it's always a flip of the coin in which way you're going to go. I mean, if I were to say truth is stranger than fiction, and then you watch something like The Lord of the Ring, and you look at some of the most powerful people in the 
in the trilogy. Gandalf, the Lady of the Forest, you know, the 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 lead elf in um River Run, Rivendale. Hobbit. What did they say? Don't touch the ring. Yes. <laughs> Right? Yes. All three of them, they were like, no, put it in something. Put it in all, you know, I can't touch it with my hand. Why is that? Because they knew themselves, right? Yep. yep. No matter how great they were in some instances, they knew if they put their hand on that ring, they were instantly corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's what we're talking about. If you're powerful and you know you're powerful, then you also have the ability to be a good person and you can do some good things, but it all starts with that. Yeah. You better make sure you know, right? Yeah. I'm, that's for me, right? If I'm asking somebody, what do you want? And they, I don't know. When they look up, they're wondering, does anybody feel a draft? Where did that <laughs> coach go? <laughs> he just disappeared. <laughs> he, he was here one moment and then I just heard this breathe and the door slam. And what I'm saying is, if you don't know what you want, you're wasting my time. Yeah, I right? am, Coach. I don't split, but what I do is I just stare at them. <laughs> and then they start squirming because I'm like, yes, you do, actually. And that's not allowed here in our conversation. I don't know is not allowed. So I just stare at them. They get uncomfortable. And eventually, things start coming out. So I want to give some homework for our listeners real fast. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want you guys to do. Um, I want you to, number one, pick an area that is just absolutely fantastic right now in your life. Um, It can be your uh, marriage, your romantic relationship. It can be your finances, your health, whatever it is. And ask, how can I make it even more epic? How can I take what is so good to the next level? You know, I've been married 31 years. I still... Uh, am very intentional in my marriage. I still read. I still learn. The other part of the homework is look at the place where either you're scared because you know things are not ready or you can see that you need to do some preparatory work for the next season. And that can be any area, again, like the first one, and write down what you need to do. I always start with two action steps, 100%, and I put it in my calendar for the next week to execute those two. So I just want to leave you with some homework. You never want to be satisfied in the sense of you relax your hold or you relax your intention when it comes to the things that are great. At the same time, you always want to be looking at those places where you know you're not prepared for what could be coming or that next phase, and you need to make those changes now. So to me, I just want to leave them with some homework, Coach, and I'd love to hear back on our, you know, our um, podcast, our Facebook page, whatever, all that's in the show notes. You know, and I just want to say this. I think that's a good point, uh, um, even going forward, um, even with some homework, yeah, because we keep their mind engaged, especially as you uh, think on what we are saying in these two podcasts today, yeah. right? To rise to any occasion, you must be prepared first. So here's the homework to help you to be prepared. Yeah, that's good. All right. I think think that's fantastic. 